Who are you? I'm the player to be named later. And you should recognize me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Players to be Named Later podcast. I'm Ed. That's Dan. Say hi, Dan. What's up, guys? How's everyone been? And tonight we are going to be talking about the NHL, specifically the Western Conference, where both of our teams lie. And we're going to be giving you what happened this offseason and what we think is going to happen this coming season. This is not our official NHL preview, but this is a let's call it an offseason recap. We had a big story that happened just recently, Dan. The trade that we've all been waiting for with Eric Carlson leaving San Jose finally went down. That is almost guaranteed the biggest story of the offseason. What'd you think? Um, I thought this was a pretty interesting offseason when you look at kind of what's going on and where some of these players have gone. I think we uh I think the playoffs are there's definitely gonna be a shake up in the playoffs this year. Disagree. I disagree. Um, now, just to give everybody a little bit of clarity, we're not going to talk about that massive NHL trade deadline that happened earlier, or that happened last season. What we're going to be mentioning are all the players that have moved since then. So guys like Tarasenko will not be mentioned as a loss for the Blues. It'll be mentioned as a loss for the Rangers. So there you go. Because if we did that entire trade deadline plus this offseason, this would be a three-hour show. You ain't Dan, are you, are you ready? What's that? What'd you say? Are you ready? Ladies, oh, wrong show. Okay. Yeah, yeah big ready. time wrong show. Anyway, let's start with the Anaheim Ducks. They were 23, 47, and 12. Good for 58 points. Dead last in the NHL. They did... Not win the draft lottery. That went to Chicago. They finished second overall and got themselves a pretty decent player who may or may not be on the opening night roster. What they did lose was Kevin Shattenkirk, who went to Boston, Anthony Stolarz, who went to Florida, and they haven't re-signed Trevor Zegras yet. Now, he's mentioned in their key departs because he's not there yet. I'm not going to mention all the guys that they have re-signed as RFAs because they're still on the team, but guys that they... Have also brought in Alex Kalorn on a pretty big deal as he was one of the major free agent acquisitions around the NHL. Radko Gudis, Troy Terry, Alex Stalock, and they drafted Leo Carlson second overall. Any of those names jump out to you? This should make Anaheim better, right? They shouldn't be in the cellar of the league. Yeah, they're going to get better here. Um, Gudis, Kalorn, uh, Troy Terry with a resign. Kalorn. Yeah, I mean, come on, we're, this is this is key for you right here. This is this is key. You love this, just like I love you pronouncing NBA player names. Um, well, Kalorn does have a Stanley Cup pedigree, which should help a young and upcoming team in Anaheim. They get better or worse? They get better, right? They definitely get better. I mean, you're going to get better just in the fact that you're keeping you're you're not going to let Zegers go and you re-sign Troy Terry, right? Two young two young studs right. to build around, uh, and you did bring in some veteran help there as well. They're not a playoff team. No, they are not. Let's move along. Arizona brought in Alex Galchenyuk. I'm sorry, lost Alex Galchenyuk. And that's really it. They finished 20, 40, and 14. 70 points, 7th in the Central, 13th in the West, 27th overall in the NHL. They brought in Jason Zucker, 
Nick Bukestad, Troy Stetcher, Kerfoot, and Dumba. They spent some money. Not sure how smart they spent it. But they're doing their best to sell out that 5,000-seat arena at the Arizona Arizona State. Arizona State. Um, we're not going to spend a lot of time here. Did this make them better or worse? They got better. You think they got better? They got better. Bringing in Butestad, bringing in Demba, um, just re-signing some of their guys as well. Um, They're not a playoff team. They are not a playoff team, but this is by far a step in the right direction for this team. Um, I grade this out as a B to B plus for them for an offseason. Fair enough. Let's move on to Calgary. Calgary finished 38-27-17, 93 points, fifth in the Pacific, Ninth in the West, two points out of a playoff spot, 15th overall in the NHL, which is shocking how good the Eastern Conference was that there was teams in the West that had more points than playoff teams in the East. They brought in Osterley and Sharon Govich. They lost Milan Lucic, Nick Ritchie, Stetcher, obviously, and Tyler Toffoli went to the Devils in a trade. And they have a new head coach as Daryl Sutter is now gone. I believe that was the second or third stint in Calgary. Uh, they were not, not a playoff team. Dan, are they a playoff team this year? Uh, possibly. That's, uh, they're a border. They're 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 going to be fighting for a wild card. So you're saying they got better? I'm saying, well, I think there's going to be some parity in the West, so I think they're in that mix. I think you're going to have about seven teams fighting for three spots. Let's move on to a team that may have had one of the best off-seasons in hockey, and that's mainly because they won the draft lottery in Chicago. They were 26-49-7, 59 points, 8th in the Central, 15th in the West, 30 in the NHL. But they got the big ticket in Connor Bedard. They also brought in Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno, Ted, De- or I'm sorry, Donato, I'm not, and Corey Perry. They lost Caleb Jones, who hasn't signed anywhere, Anton Kudobin, who hasn't signed anywhere, Alex Stalock went to Anaheim, but their captain, Jonathan Taves, looks to be done. I'm not sure if the retirement is official, but he's done in Chicago as they are in the middle of a full rebuild, kind of, with Bedard figuring in to be in that starting lineup with a guy like Taylor Hall and a guy like Corey Perry. That's because it's a pretty potent top line. Chicago got better. They absolutely did get better, um, and they do have some young key pieces there as well. Uh, I thought this was a great move for them. Uh, I, I, I don't think regardless of his toes, uh, resign, Taos, resign, or he doesn't resign. Oh, no, um, he's done. He already said he's done in Chicago. They gave him the final right. send-off. He's done. If anything, right. he'll come back to a Canadian team. So maybe I, Ottawa, I mean, maybe Montreal, something like that. I think this team got I mean, this team clearly gets better. You just got Connor Bedard on your team, um, as well as a veteran like Taylor Hall and, you know, some other key pieces here at Donato and stuff like that. So, I mean, this team does get better. I think Connor Bedard gives them a B-plus grade when you're grading this out as far as what they've done. Um, not a playoff team, but I think they could have a really quick turnaround. Let's move on to Colorado. Colorado probably had the best one in the West. They lost Comfort. Eller, Eric Johnson, and Matt Nieto. Two of those going to Pittsburgh, one to Buffalo, and one to Detroit. They brought in Wood, Druen, Johansson, and Colton. I really like the Druen pickup. Got him for cheap. 
and he could step into that second line role that was left by Nazem Kadri. They finished 51, 24 and seven, good for 109 points. They won the Central Division by a point, and they finished tied for second overall in the West, sixth overall in the NHL. However, your Seattle Kraken knocked them out in seven games. They were the reigning Stanley Cup champion. Taint no more. They get better or worse? Uh, this is a question mark. Even? The... No, I think they could technically get worse by the moves they've made because of, I want to say it's Landis Cog has to have surgery and he's not going to be yeah, ready Yeah, he's this out season. all of this season. He's done for another full year. You, there was another player, uh, was it, I can't remember who the other player was, but one of their players have legal issues coming up. Um, I believe it's for DA stuff. So I don't know if the, I, I don't know if, it's another right. one of their big players, and I'm blanking on who it was, but another one of their big players uh, has some domestic uh, abuse issues going on. So we may not see them either. So this team could have gotten drastically worse regardless of having Nathan McKinnon and Cal Carr. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Let's move on down south. We're going to go to the Big D in Texas. The Dallas Stars, 47, 21, and 14, 108 points. They finished one point behind the Colorado Avalanche, fourth overall in the West, eighth overall in the NHL. They beat Minnesota four games to two in the first round, beat Seattle three ga- or in seven games in the second round, but fell to the eventual Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights in the third round in six games. They bring in Matt Duchesne, Pulat, and Delandria, but they lose Colin Miller, Butcher, Domi, Gleason, and Clendenning. Better? Did they catch Colorado? I think they got better, yes. Uh, I mean, I believe they also brought in Dad Nadal this offseason as well. The I don't Donoff. believe he was on that. I don't believe he was on that roster last year. Uh, trade deadline, I believe. Um, That could be very possible, but that's a – I mean, this team definitely got better. There's there's so, no way around it. They're a playoff team. Then. They're going to win the Central, oh, is what you're saying. It's very uh, – it's between them and Smashville, in my opinion. And Colorado, depending on – Legal issues and stuff. I was going to say, you're picking Colorado, a team that had 109 points to finish third in their division. All right. That's a bold statement. It's Uh, also the first time we've talked about hockey. Let's move up north to and have a pretty fur trip as we're going to go to Edmonton. Edmonton, 50, 23, and 9. 109 points they tied with Colorado. But they finished second in the Pacific, two points back of winning the division, third overall in the West. Actually, it should be tied for second in the West, tied for sixth in the NHL. They beat the Kings four games to two in round one and lost to Vegas four games to two in round two. I'm very. How do I want to say this? I am not a fan of the Edmonton Oilers because of how they have mismanaged the careers of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. These two could go down as the two greatest players to never win a damn thing. And it may be my belief, as long as they are in Edmonton, they're not going to win a damn thing, which is sad. They brought in Drake Kajula and Connor Brown. They sent out Bukestad, Clefbaum, Mike Smith, 
Both of those two are free agents, by the way. Still, Clem Costin and Kyler Yamamoto went to Detroit and basically a, here you go, take some salary off of us. Then Yamamoto promptly got bought out. He is still the UFA as well. No, he's so not. Maybe... Yamamoto is in Seattle. Okay, so there you go. Kyler Yamamoto got put to Seattle. We'll have to add that later. Um, it's hard to get better if you're the Edmonton Oilers. Did they get better or did they get worse? Addition by subtraction? Their hole is still in, in, in the net. They need to find something to fix their uh, – Mike Smith obviously wasn't the answer. But I mean, until the, until mean, they get a goaltender – Jack Campbell, $5 million a year. Yeah, but he's got to stay healthy. You got, you got seven points. I mean, here's here's my thing with this. I find it, and maybe you can educate me here a little bit. Um, why do you not have your two best goal? Why do you not have your two best players playing on the same line? Uh, well, that's because you can run into a team like Colorado, who would have two shutdown defensemen play against those guys on every shift, and you don't have to worry about it. Or instead, you put McDavid, who can make two guys better, on one line, and you have Dreisaitl, who can make two more guys better, on another line, and have threats where they don't have to go up against the best defenders. On Both of them don't have to go up to, against the best defenders every night. And just because you're on a line on the first shift of period one doesn't mean you're going to be on that same line on the fifth shift of period three. That was, I mean, that was a legitimate legitimate question. That was a legitimate question. I I wasn't sure. Like I wasn't, but the way you explained that, that kind of makes sense. And I'm sure if there's some (laughs) hockey fans listening to this, they probably are judging me right now, but I don't care. I'm in my second full season of being a hockey fan. So some things don't make sense to me. So I ask questions. Better or worse? Even. So they're playoff team. Yeah, I mean you have two of the best. You have two of the top three players in the league. Yeah, they're a playoff team. They have the two best players in the league. Uh, ooh, that's a hot take. Not really. Also Who else? Third, comfortably third. Wow, we have conversations not on this show, and you scream at me that Austin Matthews is the best player in the NHL. Talk to me in December. Literally scream at me. Okay, so the thing about Austin Matthews, like I had to make, I had to have you, I had to have you check your blood pressure because you were so red in the face. The 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 thing about Austin Matthews versus McDavid and Drysaddle, in fact, Austin Matthews plays in Toronto, the hockey mecca of of the world, and there's more media that covers the NHL in Toronto, focused in Toronto than any other sport has in any other city, anywhere else. Short of maybe soccer in London, because London has a ridiculous amount of soccer teams. But still, more eyes are on the Toronto Maple Leafs in a professional journalism standpoint than any other place anywhere in the world. So Matthews, because he excels in Toronto, gets all of that press. And that's why you think it's two no. of the top three. I had the argument that I wouldn't trade Bedard. Minds change. Oh, no, 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 You absolutely make that trade if you're Chicago. If you're Toronto, you don't. But that's a different argument. That has nothing to do with this conversation right here. That has more to do with a bird in hand is worth two in the bush. And Bedard is in the bush. Matthews is in your hand. 
so let's move along. Let's talk about the Kings, who made a surprise. I wouldn't say eh, they finished fifth in the West. I I was surprised with how they handled things. And um, yeah, so they made the playoffs. 47, 25, and 10, 104 points, third in the Pacific, fifth in the West, 10th in the NHL. They lost four games to two to the Edmonton Oilers in round number one. They sent out Eunice Corposalo, Gabe Velarde, Alex Ayafalo, and Rasmus Kupari, with Ayafalo and Kupari going to Winnipeg for Pierre-Luc Dubois, who was their big pickup. They also made some depth signings. They better or worse? Here's my opinion. I think this team got better. Okay. I think PLD is going to be a huge piece for them. Overall. Uh, <clears throat> that's very true. Um, some of the players that they sent out, maybe in hindsight, maybe hindsight, will, I think hindsight maybe end up being 2020 for this. I don't think Corpusella was a big loss as well as Rasmus. Uh, but I think PLD is a, a pretty big uh, pickup. I do. I have them fighting for a wild card spot uh, come next season. So you're going to be non-committal this, on playoffs. It, yeah. There's some teams I'll be committal on. But just not this one. No. The Kings overachieved last year. Way overachieved. And I'm sorry, I will not be a fan of the Kings simply for how they treated Jonathan Quick at the deadline. Uh, that was pretty. Cool. You know, he he is a legend. He 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 won you guys a couple of Stanley Cups, and the way that he was treated, as far as not telling him he was going to be traded, and then trading him to Columbus of all places, that was ridiculous. That hey, was ridiculous. but he got it. Ended up getting another cup. I say he got a ring, so I guess it worked out. Let's talk about the Minnesota Wild. 46, 25, and 11, 103 points, third to Central, sixth in the West, 11th in the NHL. They fell four games to two to Dallas in round one. They brought in Gustafson and Patty Maroon, the three-time Stanley Cup champion. And they sent away a couple of Blues and Sunquist, who's now back in St. Louis, Ryan Reeves, who went to Toronto, Gus Nyquist is in Nashville, Klinberg is in Toronto, and Matt Dumba is with Arizona. Better or worse, Dan? Oh, they got worse. They absolutely got worse. Caprile uh, the Thrill, Kiprisol, or Kaprizov, excuse me. He's a star. Why? I mean, I get they have a lot of dead money from Parise and Suter, and there's a lot of dead cap in, in Minnesota, and they're not going to be the greatest teams as far as some of these salary cap stuff goes, but, yeah, God, I, you can't be wasting this kid's career like this. They a playoff team, yes or no? Not committal. So, no. Let's move along to Nashville. Nashville had a busy, busy, busy offseason. They sent away Sanford Galchenyuk and Matt Barowicki has retired. They brought in Luke Shen, Gus Nyquist, Ryan O'Reilly, in a move that broke my heart, Carrier and Gurianoff. They finished last season 42-32-8, 92 points, fifth in the Central, Three points back of a playoff spot. Tenth in the West, 18th in the NHL. I'm not even going to ask you. They got better. They clearly got yeah. better. But are yeah. they a playoff team? You yeah. obviously said they are. You you have them contending for the Central, which I think is ridiculous. 
because the central is loaded. <laughs> but that's well, I mean, but they have they hands down very well could have the the Vesna winner. Soros is that good. We both we both wanted to pick right. him for Vesna last year. And he and can also be that bad. When he is off, I think he's very a bad off. defense in front of him. I'm gonna be honest. We're going to talk about another team that had a bad defense in front of a goalie that was hung out to dry in a few times, but that's coming up here shortly. Well, here in a few other, here in a little bit, but I agree with you. Nashville's a playoff team. They're not going to be, they're a wild card playoff team. I think the central is going to be a lot closer than it was uh, before the year before. Yeah. Colorado's going to come back down to earth. Dallas. Dallas is a fickle thing. Jason Robertson is a really great player, but I don't know if he's that great of a player. You know what I mean? We'll see. I'm not sold on it. I'm not, but let's move along. Uh, San Jose, 22, 44 and 16, 60.7 in the Pacific, 14th in the West, 29th in the NHL. Aaron Dallas, a free agent, pull lot and, Went to Dallas, Reimer to Detroit, Schuster is a free agent, Svechnikov is a free agent, and Eric Carlson fa- is finding a new home in the Steel City. They brought in Granlund, Ruda, Hoffman. Mike Hoffman, one of my favorite players, went from Montreal to San Jose. Duclair and Zadina, they kind of made out pretty good in that Eric Carlson trade, don't you think? Yeah, but I think you're missing one of the – I mean, you're missing a player that – by no, all means, you, over, you haven't gone over who they've added. That I was did. who they added. Yeah. Who, I mean, they also added Mackenzie Blackwood, who okay. I think I think New Jersey gave up on way too easy, way too early. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's he's a good goaltender. Um, they're not a playoff team. But let, let let's be honest here, they're not going to go. They're not going to have a thirty-five point increase from the year before which I believe is what the Kings did, and that's why I think they're they're out of the playoffs this year. They got better, though, you think? Yeah, they, they got better. I think they got better, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, they got better. They got, they got a lot of pieces that, they got a lot of expiring contracts coming up, too. They're, they're going to be a player in free agency the next couple of years, so we'll see. They're going to be a player in free agency next year with a lot of money to spend in a cap. It's going to go up. It's going to go up. Like, so I'm just going to, hey, for 2024-2025, 14 guys under contract. And let me mind you, let me just give you a quick summary here. Not a lot of them are over a $2 million salary cap. There's like three or four over a $2 million salary cap. $2 million AAV. Yes, two million AAV. Right, they're going to be players. I just don't think they're going to be players this year. But Agreed. that could that could be my thing. Let's move on. Let's talk about your Seattle Kraken. They lost Donato, Donskoy, Geeky, Martin Jones, Susie, and Strong, with Jones and Donskoy still on the free agent market. They brought in Brian Dumoulin, Kyler Yamamoto, Connor Carrick, and Pierre Edward Belmar. Um, they finished 46, 28, and 8, even 100 points. Fourth in the Pacific, sixth in the West, 
12th in the NHL. They beat Colorado four games to three in round one, fell to Dallas in seven games in round two. You're a somehow a Kraken fan. Talk to me. Did they get better or worse? They got better. So they're a playoff team. They are a playoff team. Um, you take a flyer on Yamamoto here. Let's be honest. That's exactly what that is. He signed a league yeah. minimum deal. Yeah. Um, if if he lives up, and this was before he signed with him. You and I had this argument about Yamamoto. I said, if he lands somewhere and he bounces back and be, can become the player that he was the prospect of, mm-hmm. that can be a huge pickup for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the defenseman that they picked up, go ahead and pronounce his name so I don't butcher it. Pierre Edward Belmar. No. To, uh, Brian Dumoulin. Dumoulin. I think that was a great pickup for them uh, on the blue line. Um, and as well as I think one of the biggest pieces that's going to be added to this team this year is Shane Wright, the number two, two pick. overall pick yeah. uh, last year. Um, I think he's going to be another key player for them when it comes to it. I think this team definitely got better. You've got some goaltenders as well. Um, if we can get some decent goaltending out of uh, – out of Grubauer, that's great. If not, we have some pieces down there in Dryder and uh, Joey Decord as well. Right. And let's not forget, they also re-signed Vince Dunn to a massive contract to avoid um, some RFA stuff right there. So Seattle's going to be a player. I have them as even. I don't know if they got much better, but they definitely didn't get worse. And I think that's fair because when you lose guys like Sprong, Susie, Kiki, Donato – Martin Jones, I'll even go out and say, but there was no way he was coming back. I can't believe he's still not signed. I'm going to be completely honest. He played very well for us. Right. Um, but you you did lose some key guys there for your like your depth guys and your three or in your third line and fourth line guys, which is why I think key key pickups like Yamamoto bouncing back, Shane Wright coming back, Burkowski coming off the the IR. Um, that I think you're going to have some some key pieces there coming back, but I definitely can see why you would say even at this point. I, I can't argue with well, you. Well, and they're they're going to get a second year of Maddie Beneers, too. 100%. So is that going to be good or bad, the sophomore slump being what it is? But we kind of saw him slump I was, I was a about bit. to ask you, is there a sophomore slump in hockey? I well, don't know. We kind of saw him with a little bit of a slump in the last third of the season, where he kind of dropped off and then kind of caught fire again at the very end. So that they're going to be an interesting team to watch. We're, we're going to have to wait and see. Let's move on to my team. The St. Louis Blues, 37, 38, and 7, 81 points, 6th in the Central, 12th in the West, 23rd in the NHL. They sent Logan Brown is now in Tampa Bay. Thomas Grice has retired. Josh Lebo is unsigned. And Tyler Pitlick found his way to the New York Rangers. They brought back Mackenzie McEachern and Oscar Sundquist. Big trade for Kevin Hayes. And Malcolm Subban could be fighting for an AHL spot maybe the third or fourth goaltender on the depth chart. Up against Sour Cap, lost their captain, lost a uh, fantastic player in Tarasenko at the deadline. They were sellers. There's a lot of bad contracts, especially on the blue line for this team. They did nothing to address those issues. Tori Krug is still the St. Louis Blue. Justin Falk is still the St. Louis Blue. So is Marco Scandella, Colton Perrieco. There's a lot of guys that got a lot of no movement or no trade clauses that really I, hampered the Blues at the deadline and hampered the Blues. The that up. 
these are your guys, and these are all your big contract guys. Folk, Pareko. Hold on. Drew. Start over. Justin Folk. Folk. Like Pareko. Pareko, okay. Tony Krug. Tori Krug. Go ahead. Oh, I did this, Tori. That was just me not being able to read. Brandon Saad. Nice. Uh, Okofovich. You got to give me that one. Oh, try again. Bukinevich. 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 Shen and Kevin Hayes. Okay. All these guys have no trade clauses or full no trade clauses, and they all have a salary hit of over three million. Um, what is your so? What are your? This is a guy that I'm in, I'm interested to get your opinion on, Cairo. Is he a building piece? Yes, absolutely. Okay, that was my key. What about Robert? Robert Thomas, Thomas and Jordan Cairo are going to be cogs in the Blues machine. For a long time. And that's they both have signed long-term contracts. If they can live up to the talent and potential that they have, they are going to be dynamic. If Thomas can keep dishing the puck the way he can, and he's got a sneaky underrated shot, and Kyrou can put up 40 goals, that's going to look real good for Doug Armstrong. So the reason why I asked that is because those two guys are the only two guys with your high cap hits that do not have... Like you can move those guys and they can't say no. Um, and if I'll tell you what, if they move Jordan Cairo at say they move him at this trading deadline, you could get back multiple number one, multiple first round picks and good players. He is that good. Robert Thomas is the exact same way. Robert Thomas may be our new captain. It may it may be him or it may be Shen. It's probably if I had a pick, I'd say Shen, but Thomas will probably have an A. They gotta they gotta sweet talk some of these guys to get them to move, to get them to get some of them. You at least need to move two of these contracts. And here's the reason why: because you're stuck with Binners for another four years at least. And mm-hmm. these this team, unless things change, which I don't see it changing with the roster they have, um, you got to do something different. Well, you see, that's the thing. They had a deal to move Krug. I remember. He vetoed it. Yep. He said, no, I don't want to leave St. Louis. And I don't blame him. That's why you negotiate for that no trade clause. Agreed. But we had this conversation the, about Erod. The, the, the thing about it is you can trade away a defenseman, and that's fine. But who do you have to replace that guy that's going to be better? So say you trade away a Colton Perrieco, right? Who else has a 100-mile-an-hour shot? That's as big as he is. They can play the way he can play when he's on. There's not a person in the league that fits all three of those criteria that will be willing to go the other way in a trade. Because, yeah, there are other players that fit that. Not that you're going to acquire without giving up an arm and a leg. So I, I get what you're saying. But my thing with this is, is the reason why you have to move one of these guys is because of the, it's if the team isn't working halfway through the season, when you get to the trade deadline, you got to get somebody to make a move because you need to get, bring back, you need to bring back an expiring contract. So now you have cap money to play with. That's what you have to I do. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and your thing about, 
you want to try to probably move two of these guys. But that's the thing. Who do you move? Like, who on that list are you going to move? Maybe you, you move a... a I, I would say Krubich. Krubich. No, you can't. You can't move a, a, a... You can't move him. For one, I'm not... What's that? I mean, he's got a modified no-trace clause, so there are some teams that he'll go to. Right. I'm just. I'm not sure you would get anybody back that would fill that role because he can play all three aspects. Of it's the game. not about filling the role. It's right. About... No, I, I get it. But you have to understand the fan base here. They're not wanting to do a new rebuild. We just won the cup, and people are calling for heads. You I said mean... if, if the team doesn't work by the by the trade deadline, that's not the goal here. If the team doesn't work by December, Ruby's gone, Armstrong's gone. According that's to the what has to happen first. According to the fans. No, that's what has to happen. Our defense was abysmal, and you can't blame everything that happened last year on Jordan Bennington. There were plenty of games where he was hung out to dry, and there were there were plenty of games we did not deserve to win, but we did because of Bennington. The dude got absolutely no help from his defense. It's almost like that defense is like the Cardinals bullpen, huh? <laughs> it's a dark time to be a fan of St. Louis sports teams. That's why we root so hard for St. Louis FC. Top in the MLS, baby. Um, that being said, the Blues were making a push toward the end, and we're in some minor very minor talks about making a playoff push they ultimately didn't get there did kevin hayes and getting sunquist back make them a playoff team no i disagree that's i think if we get a revamped yeah you're right i think if we get a revamped defense or you know we play to our strengths and not try to pigeonhole our players into a system the Blues will be a playoff team. This is what I find interesting about your grades here. You have them getting better, but you're giving them a below average grade. Those grades are not mine. Those grades are not mine. I just want to throw that out there. Those okay. grades are not mine. I do not believe they'll be a playoff team. I believe they're going to be picking in the top 10. They'll be a lottery team again. Ooh, hot take. Let's move on to a team that was a lottery team, and that was the Vancouver Canucks. OEL has been dealt uh, again. He is now gone from Vancouver. But they did bring in Teddy Bluger, Cole, and Susie. They finished 38, 37, and 7. Two points ahead of the Blues with 83 points. Six in the Pacific, 11th in the West, 22nd in the NHL. I don't know if they got any better or worse. I mean, they Um, probably got better. I think they got better with addition by subtraction by getting rid of OEL. He's got such a bad rap, man. OEL's got such a bad rap. Susie's a good pickup for them. And I think Ian Cole's a good pickup for them, too. Um, Yeah, I agree. A lot of these deals this offseason were one-year deals as well. And I think Susie's a good pickup just because, I mean, watching him in St. Louis, he's going to be a solid player for them. Mm -hmm. I think they got a little bit better. Uh, Just overall depth, they're definitely not a playoff team. They're going to be another lottery team as well. Agreed. So not a playoff. Let's move along. Vegas, the Stanley Cup champions, finished 51, 22 and 9, 111 points, two points into winning the Pacific, 
two points and winning the West, fourth overall in the NHL, which shows you just how top-heavy the Eastern Conference was. They beat Winnipeg in five games in round one, Edmonton in six games in round two, Dallas in six games in round three, and Florida in five games in the finals when Florida just ran out of gas. They didn't do much to bring anybody in. They sent out a host of players. Phil Kessel, no longer a Vegas Golden Knight. Nolan Patrick, he's gone as well. Riley Smith is gone. Jonathan Quick has signed a two-year deal with the Rangers of all places. Bronsois is also gone, as is Bluger, who went to Vancouver. You know, move out that many pieces. You can't say you got better. It's interesting because when you're looking here the two big names that stick out to you are Brassois and Quick, correct? No. What names stick out to you? Riley Smith, Nolan Patrick. Fair, Riley Smith. Phil Kessel. Uh, no, I mean, Nolan Patrick didn't play all season. Still a big name. Former first Bro. overall pick. I mean, yeah, former first overall pick that did absolutely nothing for the team all season. Phil Kessel, I kind of understand because he did play a decent part, but I don't know if they got worse. I think they stayed about even because of the key pieces that they still have. You still have Eichel, you still have Stone, you still have Carlson, you still have Marshall, you still have Barbershop, you still have Roy. They signed Barbershop to a massive deal, too. And you got, you you got a bag. Your, you still have your top four defensemen, too, and Peter Angelo, Martinez, Theodore, McNabb. Like, you still hold on to White Cloud. You still have Logan Thomas, Hayden Smith, Robin Leonard. These, these defense. Jack Eichel. Is, this team's stacked. And to be honest, I don't think they got worse. I think they stayed status quo, if anything. Just, I, 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 I can't rationalize them losing that many players. And them saying they got better. They're clearly a playoff team. Well, but I, I, I didn't Pacific. say they got better. I said they stayed the same. They're, I mean, they're going to be at the top of the Pacific. They're going to be at the top of the NHL. They're going to be at the top of the West. I just, I, they, I don't think they did anything worth. I didn't think they did anything. And make no mistake, it's Stanley Cup champion. You don't have to do too much. Uh, finally, let's round it out with Winnipeg. Gagne, Riddick, and PLD are gone. Gabe Velarde, Alex Iafalo, Rasmus Kupari are in. 46-33 and 3, 95 points. Fourth in the Central, eighth in the West. They were in by the final two-point skin of their teeth. 14th in the NHL. They fell to Vegas. Four games. 2-1. Losing PLD, better or worse? You got better. So they're a playoff team. I don't know about that because I, I they're one of those teams that are on the cusp there. But, I mean, you're giving – you this their second line just took a huge upgrade, right? You still have Kyle Connor, Mark – I'm going to butcher the name. Mark Shalef. Shifley. Uh, Shifley and Elkers, Ecklers on their top line. And now you have Velarde and Ayafalo on your second line. So I think they I think they got better by adding more depth. I really do. I think their uh, their biggest question is can Hollabuck have another season, have another good season? Um you still do have some questions on the defensive side as well, but that's kind of where I'm at. It's gonna be a tough deal. The West is gonna be pretty interesting. I think the talent disparity between the top and the bottom has gotten a lot closer with Chicago obviously improving 
you know, you're still going to have your bad teams. You're still going to have, you know, Vancouver down there at the bottom, Anaheim down there at the bottom, Arizona down there at the bottom, maybe even St. Louis down there at the bottom. But I think between maybe 11th and one is a lot closer than what a lot of people are going to want to believe. You still are going to have your top teams, your, your stuff at the top and the bottom, but you know, um, you know what, Dan, we got some time. Let's go ahead and do the East, shall we? Let's go. All right. Start with Boston, 65, 12, and 5. 135 points, NHL record. First in the Atlantic, first in the East, first in the NHL. And they fell in the first round in seven games to Florida in something that was absolutely pathetic and a terrible look for a terrible franchise. Uh, They lost a lot. Mainly Patrice Bergeron, he is gone. He is retired. Bertuzzi's gone. Felino's gone. Hall's gone. Carrick's gone. Krejci's gone. Nosek's gone. Orloff's gone. Strawman, unsigned. They brought in Van Riemsdyk. They brought back Milan Lucic for some reason. Kevin Shattenkirk is a Bruin. Geeky, Boquist, Frederick, and Swayman is back again. This team got worse, mainly because Patrice Bergeron is gone. Right? I I agree that the team got worse. Um, I feel like they also overachieved. A lot. By a lot. So, I mean, I, I really don't know how a team that does that gets better, in a sense. Um, but I still think this is a solid team. When you're picking up Geeky, you're picking up a JVR. Um, oh, they're still going to be at the top of the East, but yeah, it's, it's they're not going to hit 135 team. points again. They very well could have the best goalie tandem again as well i think that's not far-fetched to say that's where they overachieved i that i still think they could be the best still a playoff team for sure absolutely let's move on to buffalo craig anderson is gone ben bishop retired although i don't remember ben bishop suiting up for buffalo uh is gone malcolm suban is in st louis they re-signed joe's they brought in eric Johnson, a former number one overall pick of the Blues. Clifton and Tokarski are also new to Buffalo. They finished 42-33-7, 91 points, missed the playoffs by a point as they finished fifth in the Atlantic, tied for ninth in the East, 19th overall in the NHL. Tage Thompson got himself a bag. They still have all of those draft picks that are now coming full circle and starting to play and play at a high level. Buffalo playoff team. They're fighting for a spot. I got him in. That's, I. It's hard to argue against it with how they played and how I feel like some other teams do are, are going to look. Uh, but I mean, I. They're going to be fun to watch for years to come. I'm not sure Tage Thompson can replicate what he, he's either going to blow what he did out of the water last year, or he's going to fall very, very short. And I'm hoping it's the first one. But we're going to be asking, I'm going to ask you this question for the next five years. Who got the best of the O'Reilly for Tage Thompson deal? Because I mean, right now you got to say Buffalo. I mean, they haven't won a cup yet. They haven't made the that's, playoffs yet. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But it's getting closer. Getting closer. Carolina. They finished 52-21-9, 113 points. They won the Metro Division, second East, second in the NHL. They went 
in the first round and beat the Islanders. It's hard to say that was an upset, but that was there were a lot of people that were really questioning that one in six games. They beat the Devils in five games and then got swept in Florida in the Eastern Conference Finals. They bring in Orloff, Bunting, and D'Angelo. They sent out Dehan, Dezingle, Gostisbehere, McEachern, Pacioretty, Stastny, and Stefan, who are both unsigned right now. Carolina, better or worse? I want you, because I see what you have them on here. I want you to tell me why they got worse. Because to me, this team got better. I can't. You probably have the deepest six defensive pairing in the league right now. On I this team. I, you know what? They're even. I don't know if they got better, I, but they didn't get They for worse. sure got better. You have... you. Here's the reason why I say that. You, these, this defensive pairing, Brett Burns, Slavin, Skakey, Pesky, Orlov, D'Angelo, that's probably the best defensive six pairings on a single team. And, and yeah, they got better. Far as pit, and, they got better. And also, I, I know you hate him, but Michael Bunting was a great pickup as well. I don't hate him. Whoa, whoa, where'd that come from? You told me he was overrated. Just because I think somebody's overrated doesn't mean I hate them. Okay, fair enough. I think but Ricky I think, Henderson is an overrated baseball player and a leadoff man. Doesn't mean I hate him, but if I'm starting I, a team, Ricky Henderson's not on it. I by I by far think this team got better. I mean, this is this may be one of the deepest teams in the I agree with you. I, I'm I'm gonna agree with you. Uh, let's move along. Columbus, 25, 48, and 9, 59 points, 31st in the NHL, dead last in the Metro and in the East. Didn't really lose anybody as far as the offseason goes. Uh, they brought in Provorov, Severson. They did draft Fantilli with the third overall pick. Will he make the roster opening night? Is he a year away? That's going to depend on Mike Babcock, who now runs the place in Columbus. I'm not sure that made him any better. I'm not sure that made him any worse. I have him as worst. I They're not a playoff team. So I had, if you remember, I... My dumbass had them as a playoff team last year. Mm. Um, well, I had them fighting for a wild card. I'm going to say there's no way this team underachieves the way they did last year. This team has to get better. I have them fighting for a while. I'm going to have them fighting for a wild card again. You are ridiculous. That's fair. I don't know what it is about this team, but it's I, – I guess I just like seeing – I guess I just like rooting for bad teams. Well, clearly you're an Orioles fan, but – we're going to get to see him live this year because you and I will go to a Columbus Blue Jackets game at some point this year. So we're going to we're going to scope them out in person. Let's move along to Detroit and Detroit. Stevie Y was a bit busy. They finished 35, 37 and 10, 80 points, seven in the Atlantic, tied for 13th in the East, tied for 24th in the NHL. Kubalik, Hog, Helberg, Nedeljkovic, I would have paid to hear you pronounce that name. Osterley and Pissick are all gone from Detroit. They brought in Alex to bring it in a move. I absolutely love James Reimer is in TJ comfort, Clint Costin in another move. I absolutely love Goss bear is in Fisher's in and Sprong is in Stevie. Wine knows what he's doing. He wheeled and dealed and made this team better. Are they a playoff team? Yes or no. That depends on goaltending. Interesting. They're a playoff team. Um, I'm calling it right now. They're I, a playoff team. I absolutely love a lot of the moves that he made as well. And I'm going to – I will yell that. This is 
this team looks complete. It's going to be a fun team to watch. Like I can't even speak, but um, I really think it depends on goaltending. And if, if Reimer and Huso uh, can play well, then I think they are. Uh, I, it's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would have probably tried. See, I already forgot how you said it. Um, but the P Y S Y K. Pissick. That's the one. Pissick. That's the one I would have, if I were you, would have wanted to pay to hear me say. Uh, over. Nelkakovich. <laughs> Close to I mean, what I thought you were getting, Nelkovich. But yeah. See, that, let's move. I mean, that, that quick. That's how quick I. Let's move on to Florida. 42, 32, and 8, 92 points. Barely made the playoffs by a point. Fourth in the Atlantic, 8 in the East, 17th overall in the NHL. 4 to 3 over Boston in round one. 4 to 1 over Toronto in round two. 4 to 0 over Carolina in round three. And then fell as they ran out of gas and got injured in, in the finals. 4 to 1 to Vegas. Evan Rodriguez, Miko Mikola, Kulikov, and OEL are new to Florida. Duclair, Gudis, Hornquist, Lyons, Stahl, Stahl. One of Eric Stahl is still a UFA. Mark Stahl went to Philadelphia. And Colin White are no longer Panthers. Better or worse? They got worse, right? I think they got worse also because is is Matthew Kachuk going to be back for the start of the season? And mm. like, I think this team got worse just by injuries. I mean, I do like some of the moves that they made here. I think Rodriguez was a great pickup for them. Agree. Um, I think. Oddly enough, as much as I say, I think the uh, OEL was a addition by subtraction for Winnipeg. I think um, Vancouver. But, Vancouver. I, I think he is a good pickup for them. I think it's a different environment for him here. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'm going to say they stayed about even, honestly. And 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 one thing to point out too, they don't have to worry about the um, coaching situation as they won't have that distraction early in the year. They're actually going to have a full season with a decent coach. Moving and on also, to Edmonton. I mean, they still have, they still have Serbob and Stolzart. That's always. Well, awesome. Just awesome. Let's move on to Montreal. 31, 45, and 6. 68 points. Eighth in the Atlantic. 15th in the East. 28th in the NHL. Newhook, Petri, or Petrie, and DeSmith, who came over in the... They were the third team in the Carlson deal, are new to Montreal. Edmondson, Byron, Drouin, Gurianov, Tierney, and Hoffman, they are gone in Montreal. This team get better or worse, Dan? Even. Not a playoff team? No. Fair enough. Let's move along. No, they are a playoff team. Because you're getting another season. Huh? You're you're absolutely high. I don't. I mean, you're getting another season of Caulfield. You're getting another season of Dosh. Like I, I think you're getting another season of these young guys under their belts. I think okay, maybe they're fighting for a playoff spot. They're fighting for a lottery pick. The New Jersey Devils finished 52, 22 and eight, 112 points, second in the Metro, third in the East, third in the NHL. They beat the Rangers four to three in round one. I'm sorry. Biggest surprise of last season. I would say, and they fell four games to one to Carolina in round number two. Tyler Toffoli, Chris Tierney, Nosick, and Colin Miller are all in for New Jersey. Sharon Govich, Bernier, Bolquist, Graves, Tatar, and Wood are out for the Devils with Bernier and Tatar still unsigned. 
They're not um, a playoff team. They're a playoff team. I, I disagree. They had a great offseason. They're not a playoff team. They way overachieved last year. Interesting. Let's move along to the New York Islanders. 42-31-9, and 93 points. Fourth in the Metro. They were in by two points. Seventh in the East, 16th in the NHL. They lost 42 to Carolina in round one. They have not added anyone that I could find. Richard Panic, Zach Parise, and Corey Schneider are all unsigned. The Islanders haven't done anything. They stayed status quo, in my opinion. In their Which means team. they got worse. If everybody else around you is improving and you do nothing, you've gotten worse. Simple as that. The New York Rangers finished 47, 22, and 13, 107 points, third in the Metro, fifth in the East, ninth in the NHL, fell 4-3 to the aforementioned Devils in round one. Incoming, Blake Wheeler, Jonathan Quick, Pitlick, Nash, and Gustafson, and new head coach and former Wheeling Nailer head coach, whose son also plays for the Wheeling Nailers, Peter LaViolette. Did you know that? Did not. Well, now you do. Lafreniere is a restricted free agent. He has yet to sign. Halak's gone. Kane is gone. Kane still hasn't signed. Mackenzie Lockwood is now gone, which doesn't – I have that. That's a different Lockwood. Mikola is gone. Mott's unsigned. And Tarasenko is gone as well. The Rangers get better or worse? They got better. You know why they got better? Because they got rid of a cancer like Tarasenko. Peter Laviolette is why they got better. I don't. Uh, you have them as getting worse, though. Now you're contradicting yourself. Yeah, the, the, I did this at two different times. I, I, I did. It was a I bad mean, time. I also I did this. think this team got better by picking up guys like Nick Wheeler, Nick uh, Blake Wheeler, Blake Wheeler. Nick Bono. Um, and also, I, I also think that if Jonathan Jonathan Quick can be 75 percent of what he was a few years ago, he's a great. He's not a starting goaltender. Backup goal. I just said backup. He's not going to start over Igor. On the day, on the days that Shosturkin is taking his rest, if Quick is seventy-five percent of what he was, that's a solid backup goaltender. Depend. I'll, I'll agree to disagree. Ottawa thirty. 30- Nine, 35 and 8, 86.6 in the Atlantic, 12th in the East, 21st in the NHL. They have added Eunice Corposalo, McEcker, or McEwen, Vladi Tarasenko, and Alex Dabrinkit. Uh, they have sent away Kubelik, Talbot, and Broussard. I'm pretty sure Dabrinkit should be in their gone column. Like, didn't he go to Detroit? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I have that wrong. So Dabrinkit is gone. They replaced him with Tarasenko on a one-year $5 million deal. Um, this team got worse. This team got better. This team got worse. Eunice Corpusalo makes them better. Ah, I think Eunice Corpusalo overachieved last season. I think they're better. I think they're even a playoff team. They're definitely not a playoff team. They just missed. They're a playoff team. They're definitely not. They're a playoff team. Yes, they are. I think they've improved enough. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, 31, 38, and 13, 75.7 in the Metro, 14th in the East, 26th in the NHL. We give John Tortorella another year of trying to rebuild this team. Braun's gone, JBR's gone, Provorov, Hayes, and D'Angelo. They're all history. They brought in Hathaway, Poling, and Mark Stoll. 
How do you have this team as staying even? I don't know if they got better. I don't think they got worse. They definitely got worse. When you get when you you lose guys like D'Angelo Hayes and JVR, I mean that's three of your best players for the past what three four seasons. So no, Dude, they definitely didn't get. They definitely the best definitely of crap worse. is still crap. I mean, but you you picked literally they, no they one. They got up. even because it's a it's another year of Tortorella turning that team around. That's how they stayed even. They lost talent. They got guys coming up in the system. They got better because Tortorella is going to make them better. I don't feel like arguing. Pittsburgh had another busy offseason, starting with the top guy in the Steel City. Kyle Dubas is in as the GM and president of player personnel or whatever messed up thing that he reports to himself as the GM and the GM's boss. They brought in Carlson in a massive deal. Achari, Graves, Nieto, Nedeljkovic, Eller, Hingestrosa, and Riley Smith are all into Pittsburgh. Archibald, Benito, Kajula, Dumoulin, Kulikov, Poling, Zucker, Granlin, Petrie, and Smith are all history in Pittsburgh, with Granlin going to San Jose, Petrie, and Smith going to Montreal in that Carlson deal. They finished 40, 31, and 11, 91 points, fifth in the Metro, ninth in the East, tied for ninth in the East. He's tied for 19th overall, missed the playoffs by a point, missed in the Metro by two. They get better or worse, Dan? I think they get better. So they're a playoff team? Yes. Hmm, interesting. Tampa Bay. Say yes. I, was, I, don't know if they, I don't know if they did enough. They lost a lot. They definitely they did a lose a lot. It's just when you, you pick it, like, it's like. I guess it like really this all depends on what does Carlson and Riley Smith do for you. All these other guys are more along the lines of like depth guys. So it's really what does Carlson and Smith do? Uh that that's kind of what it comes down to. Right. I don't think you agree, disagree? No, I a hundred percent agree with you. I just don't know if they're a playoff team. And I don't know how much rope Kyle Dubas is gonna have for and how many seasons he's gonna have. If Crosby and Malkin decline and or retire. Man, they lost some names, too. How was this team not a playoff team last year? Like, you look at some of these names. DeSmith, Petrie, Granlin. Well, DeSmith, that's a different. Pittsburgh's goaltending situation has been rough. Um, let's move along. 46-30-6 and six with 98 points, third in the Atlantic, fifth in the East, 13th overall in the NHL, where the Tampa Bay Lightning. They fell four games to two to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They added Connor Sheary, Archibald, Glenn Denning, Logan Brown, and Calvin DeHaan. They lost Belmar, Cole, Elliott, who's a UFA, probably retired, Kalorn, Colton, Corey Perry, went to Chicago, and they traded Patty Maroon to Minnesota. Better or worse, Dan? I think they stayed even. Mm, not sure. Kalorn is going to be a big stopgap, and I mean he—that's he, he, a big hole, you know. Um, they're still a playoff team, obviously, right? Yeah, they're definitely still a playoff team. All right. We're moving on to Toronto. Addition by subtraction, Kyle Dubas is gone. As is Nola Chari, Zach Aston Reese, Bunting, Gustafson, Kerfoot, O'Reilly who was a runner player anyway, Shen and Wayne Simmons, who is unsigned, as is Aston Reese, by the way. They brought in Ryan Reeves, 
John Klenberg, Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi. Kind of makes me wonder if they're going to, if he's going to wear the same number his daddy did. And Brad Treliving is their new general manager. They finished 50, 11, or 50, 21, and 11, 111 points, second in the Atlantic, fourth in the East, fifth in the NHL. They beat Tampa. Congratulations. You got out of the first round in round number one. How, and they won a second round playoff game, but ultimately fell to the Florida Panthers. Did you mention they picked up Klingberg? Because I didn't hear you say that. Yes, I did. They got tougher with Domi, Bertuzzi, and Reeves. That's a line that's going to murder somebody. You put those three on a line, they're going to kill somebody. They're not going to be on the same line. but I mean, could you imagine bad blood between Toronto and Boston? Fight night. And those three start the game? Yeah, you know what's coming at that point. Um, I think this team got better. If you subtract all their rental guys, the guys that they acquired at the deadline. Yeah, I mean, you subtract their rental guys. Who'd they lose? Bunting and... There you go. About it, right? Like, yeah, I mean, guys, I, like, they got better. Yeah. They got tougher. So maybe I mean, I now think, Austin Matthews can play a little bit this more on is going to be adding Klingberg. Yeah, and they got a they got a good defensive. Um, but it's the same question with them that it is with other teams. What do your goaltenders give you? Can Samsonov repeat the type of season that he had last year? Yeah, yeah. And are they wasting off the Matthews career? That's a different conversation for a different day. Finally, we wrap it up in Washington. 35. Well, I guess you can say hometown team. 35, 37, and 10, 80 points, sixth in the Metro, 13th in the East, 24th in the NHL. In comes Pacioretty, who hopefully healthy Pacioretty, and Joel Edmondson. Out goes Connor Brown and Connor Sheary. That's not if, a lot. If, Pac- if Pacioretty is healthy, they got better. Agreed. There's. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Like, that's the truth. They also signed Tom Wilson to a pretty massive seven by six and a half deal. So he's going to be a capital probably for life. It's going to be Ovechkin. That's putting butts in the seats as he chases down Gretzky. And that's all you're going to get. They're not a playoff team, Dan. They're not Um, close to a playoff team. I mean, no, they're not. I mean, they weren't last year. I'm not, I'm a realist on that. I don't I don't think they were a playoff team. And even if they stay healthy and they get good goaltending, they're done. But it'll be fun to watch Ovechkin score 50 goals this year and and come closer to Gretzky and we'll see. We'll see. But that is going to You got anything else you want to add to this? Um not hockey related, but uh, this is a pretty interesting stat considering the years that he's been in the league. Juan Soto had his first golden sombrero tonight. That, his wow, that, that is uh, that's pretty interesting. Anyway, our, we have to do this at the end of every show because I enjoy doing it. We have one hockey thing, and that is the Triple Gold Club. Do you know what the Triple Gold Club is, Dan? Enlighten me. 
Olympic gold medal, a world championship gold medal, and a Stanley Cup. I could read you the names. It's going to take a while. Bergeron, Blake, Bo, Meester, Crosby, Niedermeyer, Perry, Pronger, Sackick, Shanahan, Stahl, and Taves rounded out for the Canadians. Yager and Slager for the Czechs. Valtteri, Philipp... I screw up his name. Filippula, and I'm sure that is just wrong. I believe he is Swedish. And then Datsuk, Fatisov, Gusarov, Kaminsky, Larionov, Mal- Malikov, and Mogilny for the Russians. And then Forsberg, Janssen, Cronwall, Lindstrom, Hawken Lube. I love that guy's name. Played for Calgary. Really underrated player. Uh, Modine, Nasland, Samuelson, and Zetterberg for the Swedes. So, Valtteri Filippula. I'm gonna, I, I hate that I don't know that, if that's right or not. I believe so that's Norway? Maybe. I don't know. I'm terrible with flags. But no American is in the Triple Gold Club. And that's because the last time the Americans won gold was 1980. And then before that, 1960, before the World Championships were a thing. So that is going to wrap it up for us on our uh, on our NHL offseason recap. We'll be back starting next week. In fact, no, you know what? Let's take a week off, Dan. No, we're not going to take a week off. We're going to be back with some more, with some other stuff. We may give you another hodgepodge show. We do not know. Then we're going to start our NFL previews, where we are going to give you what happened and where everybody stacks out in the Southwest, East, and North. Our official NFL preview will follow that. Our official NHL preview will follow that. There's going to be more wrestling stuff. There's baseball previews. Oh, my, we are going to be busy. That's what you can expect from us. Dan, you got anything else? I do not have anything else today. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us here at the Players Who Be Named Later podcast. We'd like to thank you all for listening. And just remember, if your team is not doing so hot, it can always be the Players Who Be Named Later who can make it better. See ya!